Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to uh, this week's Man on the Post. It's a Man on the Post special as we are um, previewing the World Cup groups A through to D. Uh, I have with me this week, I have got live from his sex dungeon, Ryan. When are you going to give that up, Chris? Come on. When you let her out your cupboard. <laughs> I, I think pro- probably when um, I stop la- probably when I stop laughing, which isn't happening yet. <laughs> which so. is never. Have you got the window open in your sex dungeon? She can, she can see outside. Just, Again, just for today. him, Ryan. We support any choice that you want to make. Or just him, yeah. Sorry, Toby in the cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay, uh, from the Sunday show, we've got James. Evening, hello. How are you doing? You right? Very well, thank you. How are you all? Good man, we're all grand. Uh, I've got uh, Jessie in her filthy apartment. Very clean now. You're happy with it, eh? It smells like vinegar because I made some hippy dippy cleaning solution, but otherwise it's fine. Okay. Um, Don't shake your head, Adam. <laughs> and in the top left, back from his holiday, I've got David Dickinson. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's all natural, baby. <laughs> Still's my cleaning solution, Adam. Oh, hey. <laughs> That's it. Right, guys, we've got the World Cups group A through to D to preview. Um,. We have got a bit of AOB from the uh, end of the season as it was the Champions League final on Saturday night. Uh, Real Madrid 3, Liverpool 1. I will start this by saying I live by two fundamental principles of football. One, shithousery is brilliant. And two, the only thing better than good football is funny football. And if that had been any... had a great time. (laughs) As I say... Definitely funny football, wasn't it? If that had been any other team, I would have been laughing my head off. So I can't complain too much about anything. I I take my cap off to you (laughs) if you're willing to be that sincere. (laughs) I had a great time. I can imagine. I I, I had a great time as well. I'm not going to lie. Not the fact that I was making a little bit of money off it, but I, I had a great time. You're all being so good. Neither one of these were my teams, and I had a terrible time. This was so full of tears, and I stick to my tweet that no big match should be played this close to the World Cup because having to watch players, grown-ass men, weep on the pitch is just too much. That hurts, man. I was not I was not okay. Yeah, that, that bit was a bit... So let's say the first half was a bit of a washout in terms of, you know... Not not much really funny stuff happened. There was a bit of shit house with Ramos, obviously. But then second half, that's where, it re- that's where it really kicked part. off. Well, that was just... That was painful. Are you saying men shouldn't cry, Jesse? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, Chris. I believe in uh, gendered standards with of... A, strong, a stronger set. <laughs> ...machismo and <laughs> Big girls don't... No. Um, no, watching somebody... I mean, in the moment, realize that possibly they're not going to play for their nation. <laughs> that is 
cameras should shut off and tissue should be passed around. That was horrible. Can you imagine that? In the middle of the Champions League final. Sorry, everyone. We have to turn <laughs> the cameras black. off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Something serious must have happened and then it cuts <laughs> back to you guys. Off the pit. James, when did you realise you'd never play for your nation? When did I realise I'd never play for my nation? I think I was 14 years old. <laughs> I thought, no, 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 it's not, it's not going to happen. I, I still harbour pipe dreams of becoming England manager one day, but being based in the Netherlands for more than a decade, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I, they're quite bad. You could naturalise. You could do, but I, I was um, I was born in London and I'm a, I start my staunch gooner as well. So you, you've got to remember what happened before I emigrated from the UK to come and live here so uh, I stick by that but it wasn't a great final um, I think if you think if you compare that to the final from last year where it was 4-1 and and it you know it was two powerhouses going up and, and really wanting it and I did feel for Carrius because I not did. just with not just the mistake of um, of with Benzema but what is his defenders doing that far away from him what is these defenders doing that far away from him? If you're going, if you here's the solution. I'm just going. I'm going to demonstrate. Don't throw the this ball. Is, this is the ball. I'm just going to hold it, and I'm going to uh, going to hold it a bit longer. I'm yeah. good. It's fine. Right. Wait. I, that I time for me is not even the fact that he threw the ball. It's the fact James that he complained right. about it for ages. Yes, but he. But but all of the blame was on Carius, including his own. And yes, did he make two unbelievably rookie mistakes? Yes, but as we've been saying all season, this Liverpool defense is non-existent. And how much of the, if not blame, how, how much can we say about a defense that perhaps had they been in position or near position or somewhere close to position... Could they have affected this? Oh, Chris, don't make... Come on now. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about that. I'm going to not pretend for a second I'm not wearing a big Everton hat at the moment. But my the best, some of the best things about it, right, one, he does it, bends about, and it's slow enough to go in and you can watch the tragedy happen in slow motion. <laughs> he then appeals for any foul with no idea what he's appealing for. Just uh, That's got to be against the rules. That can't be allowed. Even Surely... when Mane scored. He was still in the, the assistant's ear, yeah, sort of sure. going like, what happened? That's a foul. Surely I'm not allowed to throw it at him into the net. Surely. <laughs> and then the best bit, the best bit of all of it is that after adding the absolutely stupid fur, like, mistake for the third goal, Klopp has spent about six months backing Carrius and saying he's his man. And now he's probably going to be Liverpool goalkeeper at the beginning of the next season. And that's the best part. <laughs> I think to be fair, he made a very good save in the first half, didn't he? From it was Ronaldo, wasn't he? The Ronaldo header, and he's done all right the last few. He's Klopp has sort of picked his man. You're my guy. I'm going to go with you. And to some extent, that has worked at times. It obviously didn't work at the weekend. And in Carrius's defence, when I played in goal two weeks ago, uh, I was on the yellow and black team, and I threw it straight to the other t- the attacker on the other team who um, promptly scored. Plus last week, are you on? Are you on hundred plus grand a week? To clarify, in Carrius's defence, I was so bad. Yeah, it's easily done. And last week, my defender had the ball. And last week, my defender had the ball and nutmegged me. He's a grown man. He's not in your class. <laughs> and he's so pretty. We should still get the participation medal regardless of his mistake. The thing is, he's getting picked up now on the back of the fact that Liverpool's defence improved with the signing of Van Dijk. And it's going to mean he's going to be goalkeeper next year, isn't no, it? No, we've got, we got Alisson. 
You haven't got Alison. We will get Alison. You have Fabinho, you're done. You no. are. Oh, Nabil Fekir. We're going to get Nabil Fekir. Oh, that would oh, be not, Chris. You have Fabinho. Look at James. James is <laughs> fully in this. That. Vickery doesn't think you're getting Alison. As someone who's watched Van Dijk play international games live here in the Netherlands, um, he's certainly not worth 84 million euros. And it was only five years ago that he was playing for FC Groningen, which is a, a, who are a mid-table team here in the Netherlands. Um, as a, Fabinho is a good signing, but I will tip my hat to that. But I can't see Fakir signing for Liverpool. I'd be surprised if he did. I mean, what even about, even Salah joins Real Madrid. Sorry, I said, what about when Salah joins Real Madrid, though? <laughs> Possibly, but I, I I don't know if that that this is fair. If he's not going to say anything, it doesn't work. Justin's <laughs> not here to say these sort of things. He's not even getting visually annoyed. Is Fabinho the signing? Yes, he's a good signing. But is he the signing that this Liverpool, this defenseless, carious team, is that who you need, or should you have gone with a, should you have shelled out the money that you have for an actual goalkeeper? Sorry, carious. The transfer you, window is a beautiful young baby. He's so an actual defender. <laughs> what, are you going to go with Lovren for the rest of the season and just cross your fingers and hope that that works? Lovren's uh, a great defender, Jesse. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's enough Champions League Tom Fullery now. I think it probably begins again. Just quickly, because that, that, the, the first Gareth Bale goal, come on. Let's take a second. We can't just spend all our time laughing at Liverpool. Former Spurs legend Gareth Bale with that kick. And when Twitter exploded in a he's coming back to Tottenham, come on. Thank you. Even even I made that noise. No, never. I only the visiting know. player. I hate all of you. <laughs> Except for James. James has done that. I don't think you more American than describing it as a kick. <laughs> that was stupid good. It was the it, it was it was <clears throat> It was perfectly placed. I loved everything about it, including the fact that Ronaldo did not score it. It was it was lovely. There's nothing like the um, the guy running on the pitch just as Ronaldo. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. That was fantastic as well. <laughs> oh, so good. I will say that, and Justin's not here to neither confirm nor deny, so you can all jump on this. But Kaylor Navas had this moment, and he was he was not tested as much as he would have been had Salah stayed on the pitch, but um, right before the corner kick that led to the Mane goal, um, probably Lovren landed, face-planted in Navas's goal, and Keanu Navas, who's already airborne, leapt over him. And it's those moments that I think separate Keanu Navas from Carius. Um, aside from Carius, it's just Viking beauty. Um, but just, he really went out of his way. He like, stop it, Adam. With his man burn. <laughs> beautiful face. The only one who could pull it up. Um, but the leap, the extra leap that he took to land sort of in his own side netting and, and save Lovren, who perhaps he shouldn't, <clears throat> from getting squashed. Um, he really is first class, and I don't know why we keep hearing rumors that Real Madrid have to go out and buy themselves like De Gea, who they clearly don't need. Kaylin Navas looks like he was an extra on Escape from New York. <laughs> no, it was um, West Side Story. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Is anyone, thing. Speaking of goalkeeper lookalikes, Manuel Almunia looked like the guy on the subway in Ghost that taught Patrick Swayze to flick things. Oh, what a good reference. 
By the way, terrible musical. Nobody go out and see Ghost in the Musical. <laughs> right, guys, should we talk about the World Cup? Yes. Go on, then. That's why we're here. We're not here to riff on Liverpool's pain, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> did Ross not tell you? That's the, <laughs> that's the point of this whole thing. <laughs> right, guys, we're doing groups A to D. So we will start with group A. Um, Russia, the hosts. Uh, this is their 11th World Cup, including the Soviet Union. This is uh, 7th as just Russia. Right. I'm getting an impression that either they're going to sort of win the thing, having made a deal with the devil and Sepp Blatter, or they'll be out in the group stages. James, which is it going to be? Um, I have a sneaky suspicion, uh, purely because they're hosts and looking at their squad, um, I think they'll finish second behind Uruguay. <clears throat> I think Uruguay will win all their matches at Akanta. And I have a sneaky suspicion that Russia will go through second. He's, I want to know why there was so much head shaking. He's curry in favour, isn't he? It's his first time on his curry in favour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly He was defending uh, Cavani before we were recording as well. Which, I like obviously, Cavani. Doesn't Cavani. normally fly on this podcast. And Diego Jodin <laughs> as well is just uh, oh, amazing. I did Javi the Spanish Javi. bit as well. Jodin. Jodin. For me, he's world class. For me, he's absolutely world class. I'm an Arsenal supporter. And I went to the home leg of the game against Atletico Madrid, and he was everywhere in that game. Every block, every aerial, every aerial ball, everything. And you, I was looking at the right back Teo Hernandez, who played alongside him, and he must have felt like ten feet tall because he's playing alongside Khodin, and Khodin is just keeping an eye on him, doing his job, but he's obviously guarding space and everything, and it's just tremendous. Can we keep him? <laughs> Right, we've got to go back to Russia. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the right back the one who got sent off after you? 10 minutes? No, that was the, the, the other... Um, no, that was the that was the left back, the Croatian kiddie. <laughs> we'll come back and talk about Uruguay in a minute. Cause... Right, I, this is good. I, you know. <laughs> I, think, I think with Russia, I think we all know that, Chris, that dope does some crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> you just what have to look, just look at the Giro Italia. Exactly, exactly. Well, no, 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 because he's a nice British person, not like these horrible Ruskies. Really, Ruskies. though, what do we what do we think about the fact that the the initial investigation said very clearly, or whatever the language they used, um, Russian athletes are doping, including the soccer team, and then this previ- this this latest one said, nah, they're fine. Right. Two things. Firstly, why wouldn't you cheat? First of all. Secondly, you think they're the only ones cheating. Yeah. Have you heard about these blood bags in Spain? Yeah. How many World Cups do you think they, um, Spain would have won if it wasn't for Operation Puerto and General Franco? <laughs> okay, but wait a second. Do you really think... Hold on, they didn't win any World Cups under Franco. I'm in Real Madrid, sorry. The 94 World Cup in Boston when Maradona cockily walked onto the pitch and then shamefully walked off the pitch because he had you know, peed in whatever that he has to pee in, and and whoops, it's full of cocaine. Yeah, but cocaine's not dope. Right, but it's it's hard, I think, now to cheat. Jesse, have you watched Especially Icarus? In... What? what? Have you watched Icarus? No. Have you got Netflix? Yes, I do now. Watch Icarus. You'll soon think it's not that hard to cheat, especially if you're in Russia running your own event. Why wouldn't you cheat? 
because because you can get if you're an average footballer for example you're playing at championship level and you're nice and clean and you see other people you know that are doping playing in the premier league and earning more money than you and getting more glory than you why wouldn't you do it too what does it do to i mean i get your whole like cycling thing where you cannot possibly be a superhuman and like bike all over a continent and ow but do you really need to as a footballer yeah Yeah. stamina and speed James would you do it would I bike a continent would you would you bike a continent go on yeah would you bike would you cycle a continent first of all (laughs) no I don't even cycle here in Netherlands get out (laughs) Um, but can you see why a player would my, my personal pride would get in the way Really? My, so, like, aren't pers- you worried about fucking up your body? Sorry, Jared. My I, pers- would, I, I would do it. My so the pride, would, get in the way. The pride would... would be there, but then the pile of cash would come in. And you'd more than my pride. And you'd keep getting away with it, and all of a sudden your pride would become less of an issue. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you've just got, you've just openly got it in your refrigerator. <laughs> I've read the books. I've yep. You're waking up at 3 a.m. and sort of doing squat thrusts just to keep the blood moving through your body. <laughs> right, but what about the fear that, like, your body will break down? And then you um, really... ha- and next, my, my next question to you, Jesse, is have you seen the documentary, any documentary on sort of Eastern European women from sort of like the 1980s? Yeah. Yeah. The, the state don't give a fuck. Also, speaking of that, has anyone ever seen Cock or No Cock on Twitter? <laughs> It's a very similar thing. No! <laughs> Robert Hooth's favourite game. Robert Hooth's favourite game, yes. <laughs> I, I'm distancing myself from these comments. <laughs> but look, okay. Um, they, it, it, I can't believe that Russia would be the only football team, if they are, of course, in case Vladimir is listening. Um, I can't believe so that Russia would... <laughs> I can't, believe, I can't believe if, if they are Russia would be the only team doing allegedly this late afterwards <laughs> with all the election buying and, and swinging so it's like very time consuming to you know swing a whole sway a whole presidential election like how are you also going to have time to drug all your athletes you got right, people so, for that just, just like, right so in Sochi right you know they've got these cups with the lids on that you can't take off okay they they put government money into developing a way to get them off secretly so you couldn't tell. And then they had holes in the wall and they were swapping clean urine for dirty urine. They're like, don't think they're not going to, they won't potentially try and do this shit again. And they're not alone. You know, this goes on in tennis. I mean, just imagine Maria Sharapova's dirty urine. Cause I know I have. I imagine Maria Sharapova. That's your thing. <laughs> and Rafael Nadal might have some blood bags in a certain freezer. <laughs> they, they, were, they were destroyed, weren't they? Uh, allegedly, I was like, we can't. You know, if I can't add allegedly at this point, we can't even now. If you do it immediately, Ryan, you're fine. It's fine. Oh, it's, it's, sorry, it's, it's fine. I'll just edit the allegedly at the start. Yeah, It'll be just, fine. Ale- just drop some allegedly in there. <laughs> anyway, they're all sort of Eastern European cheats, and we're British and American, and we don't do that sort of thing. So, anyway, all is so what good. we're saying is Uruguay going to finish fourth. Well. Promises about what the Americans do or don't do these days. I'm disappointed the Russians haven't picked Shatov as well. <laughs> Again, not for footballing reasons. 
<laughs> you can tell me Chris has actually done a little bit of research, but mainly jokes that he can funny names. <laughs> yeah, this is mainly going to be funny names that he can crowbar in. Yeah. And the fact that none of us are going to mention the Russian squad meant he had to force it in there because we don't really know any of these players, do we? Let's be honest. Or is the Russian rapper that's Yo Bitch? I've been with the same goalie for about 37 years. I can feed. There you go. Yeah, he's won, o- he's won o- over 100 caps. But they've also got um, Ramon Neustadt, who plays for Schalke, who now plays for Fenerbahce. Oh! Uh, there you go. Uh, Mario Fernandez. If he plays for Villarreal as well. So uh, not, they've got something about them. But I just think with them being host nation, I just think they'll sneak through in second. Well, they didn't do very well in the Confederations Cup last year. They beat New Zealand, but then lost to... Portugal and Mexico. So, and the friendlies, they've lost to Brazil 3 0, France 3 1 as well. Uh, you remember that New Zealand go through World Cups unbeaten, though. So, actually, beating New Zealand is a bigger deal than you're letting on there. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So, you reckon they're going to go through second, James? Anyone else who's got an advance on that? Well, there's a big big caveat is to put, like, because there's, there's 23 players, uh, there's 22 players and one man that's in the Egypt squad that can make a difference there, aren't there? <clears throat> Well, uh, does it does it all come down? He's not, not going to be fit in time, is he? No, at least for the first game. Surprise! Oh, should we talk uh, about Egypt now, should we? No, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes, but he's not going to be fit. I don't think they'll chuck him in straight away. I think if I think they'll take him and play him in the final group game, for example. Because that yeah. worked well for France in two thousand and two with Zidane. <laughs> yeah. well, some something along those lines. I know, I know he was relegated. Well, I, I, I'm more thinking Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Do you always yeah, think? Yeah. They've got a centre half in Hagazi. Even though he was relegated, he's got something about him. Yeah, he's so good. I don't, I don't just think it's Mohamed Salah. I think it's uh, Hagazi's not a bad player. He's just in a very bad West Brom team. I think. <laughs> well, I, they... I agree. I think. Um, I think the fact. I don't. I don't think we can discount the sort of emotional um, impact of Salah going. Um, but they, they also have Morsi, um, Sam Morsi from Wigan, who's really strong um, and and is a good player. I mean, he's he's not bad. Um, Anene, you know, is... Passable sideways. Good, fine. He, he, he is a player that plays football, Perfectly yes. competent, <laughs> footballing human. Um but, but- the real question is, which team's going to beat beat Saudi Arabia by eight goals? It's going to have to be Uruguay, isn't it? But I was going to say, I think that um, before I get hysterical about my own team, I think that what is really interesting about teams like um, Egypt before Salah sort of burst onto the world stage and like Russia um, is this it's is two things. Egypt, I think they're a strength that they could potentially have is that a number of their players play together in in the league. So um, they play for Al-Ahli or they play for Zamalek. And so they know each other really, really well. Um, and and the world doesn't. So, but do Russia not have the same thing? Because only three of their players play outside Russia. Yes, so that's what I mean. So what they could do and what Cooper, their coach, ostensibly has been doing is cultivating their um, teamwork and and their skills as a as you know players who know each other and and have played together throughout the year. 
Um, they don't have to suddenly come together and start training. Um, and, and hopefully what will happen is they'll surprise the rest of the world because we haven't seen them. We don't, you know, we know three of them. Um, we know on NA, but we don't know what the rest of them are capable of. So, um, if, if that's done well, you know, like we saw in Algeria in 2010, like that could be a really surprising thing. Um, but Cooper is one of these, these coaches that like he's nomadic and he like was fired from, you know, I don't know, seven small countries in the last nine years or something. So, you know, we'll see if he has any more success with Egypt. Well, I, I, I do know from nicking stuff from uh, Manu's football bar- website. I love to do that. <laughs> I've, I've taken all this from today. Uh, he likes playing a four-two-three-one, doesn't he? And they've got El Harari, the keeper that's probably as old as Cooper himself. So, <laughs> I think, think that, uh, to go with what Jesse's saying there, the international football as well, you can get a long way by being a solid team and having a star <clears> player. If you, Wales got to the, the semi-finals of the European Championships. Like, you don't, you don't need to have. You don't need to have 11 stars all across the pitch like Real Madrid. You can be a team and have an outlet. Mm. That's what you guys are going to do with Wayne Rooney. He's not playing. That's what we did with Wayne Rooney. (laughs) I think an important factor with Egypt as well, this is Egypt's, it's only their third World Cup. And this is their first World Cup for 28 years. It's an awful long time. Mm. And I I think that, you know, experience and and the, the pressure... And with the Mo Salah situation, I, I can't see them going through. And that's why I plumped for Russia. Adam, were you 28 when they got to the World Cup last time? <laughs> uh, right, OK, well, let's talk about Saudi Arabia. Ryan, you're our Saudi Arabia expert. Tell, oh, us, yes. everything, tell us everything you know about them. God damn it. I knew you'd do something like this. <laughs> oh, uh, hang on. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't, I can't nothing. What? They qualified for four consecutive tournaments, Ryan. What do you think about oh, that? Oh, four consecutive. That's really good for them. Uh, thanks, Adam. Presumably uh, you realise you're coming onto a podcast and you need yeah. to know about the teams. I, I didn't think you'd pick Saudi Arabia. Well, they're in the teams we're talking about. Yeah. The best thought... bit is Ryan's, Ryan's willing to listen to my facts that are wrong. That's the best <laughs> bit. I could just tell him lies. Ah, uh, this is... lies. <laughs> Ryan, um, they're a good, they're Saudi Arabia is... Saudi Arabia's head coach is Phil Jagielka. <laughs> and... I think Saudi Arabia are going to finish fourth in the group. That that's my comment on this situation. <laughs> they go. Uh, they beat Japan and Australia uh, to win a playoff, so they did pretty well in their qualifying as well, didn't they? Um... That's what that is. How can they do that and then constantly turn up to tournaments and be so poor? Probably because Japan and Australia England, are pretty good. England win all of their games. When do Japan and Australia come to World Cups? They at least look. But relatively competitive. None of them are going to get absolutely smashed eight nil, which you, I'm willing to bet that Saudi Arabia will do at one point. Not against Uruguay, though. In qualifying, they had the former Dutch national team coach Bert van Marwijk as their manager, who's now managing Australia. That's right. And now they have the former Chile coach uh, Juan Antonio Pizzi. So well, um, it's a bit of a change in manager in a managerial sense, but I think qualifying they're just far too strong for their region. Hence why they always seem to be um, in a shout of qualifying quite easily. Well, they've got a load of players that went over to La Liga, didn't they? Uh, there's about three or four of them. And of all the ones that went over there, they got 10 minutes appearance between them collectively this season. So, My, my best is I'm looking at the, of this um, 
this guide I've got from the Independent, and on all the other ones, it's got the teams. But for Saudi Arabia, they haven't bothered putting the teams next to each player. It's just their names. <laughs> oh, they've got they've got that on Wikipedia. They've got the clubs. You've got three that are outside the Saudi Arabian yeah. League. Right. So that's the three teams in Group A. There's nobody else in Group A to talk about. No. Do you want to talk about Liverpool again? <laughs> We can talk about Touché. a certain uh, no. We can talk about a certain striker for Uruguay uh, called Cavani. We can, we, you know, we can we can do that, right? Right. At what point in this World Cup are we gonna... reliable? You can set your watch to him, can't you? Ryan. At what no, point? I think it's going to be super awkward. At what point in this World Cup are we going to see Cavani wheeling away from goal, having missed the sitter from six yards? James, can it just be you and me now? Um, if, you, you know, if you like, we can start with Jolín. If you like. <laughs> Do you see what I have to put up with? I mean, how, I did see something earlier that Luis Suarez was going to use his, his 2014 experience to better him this time. Um, I'm going to see and, and, and someone And someone put the picture of, of saying, hope, yeah, hopefully it's not the bite. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it, I have to. I, I, I don't, you know. He said this is a tournament he can get his teeth into. Yeah. Hey. So Jesse, it's just I've got a genuine. I can help you here. Stop it a little bit. I've got a genuine question because obviously when I was watching the Champions League final in Spanish, yeah, I came up with so the shit. We've already talked about Sergio Ramos and his shit houseery, and um, mm-hmm. we know that sort of in in uh, Southern America that's acceptable. almost in- acceptable, if not encouraged. Encouraged, Those yeah. Dirty Latins. I- so my question is, how is it perceived when you get caught for that sort of stuff? So, like, what was the... Um, I know that it turned out all right, but imagine that uh, that Suarez... Well, when Suarez bit someone, what was the reaction or when he handled the ball on the line? Like, if you're going to accept it when it's good, how does it go when it doesn't work out so well? Did the public turn against you? The biting was bad. The biting was, like, horror. Um... But what did the fact? What was the public reaction like? No, in it was your... bad. Okay. It was bad. We were like, like, you can't bite people. You can't. <laughs> you can't do that, kids. All right. Um, no matter what the man on the TV does. The, you know, the first one when he was playing for Ajax, everyone was like, rip, rip, like, really? Um, what about the third one? The first one. The second one. It was. Not good, and the third one was so bad. And it it happened, you know, in the World Cup. It was we were not doing well, and it was like nationwide shock and mourning. Um, and then there was this whole article. Um, somebody went and met literally with everyone who has ever had any contact with Suarez in his entire life, and it was this very long article. And um, he, you know, went to therapy and anger management, and it explained sort of his. Um, where he came from in Salto, he grew up. They all do that there, do they? What? They all do that there, do they? They do not. It is not a biting town, Chris. But he grew up like five blocks away from Calvani and whatever link Adam put up, I will not click on. <laughs> um, but he grew up. Um, he grew up very, very poor. He there's a story that. So he was hungry. Uh, his, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not close enough to hit him, but I just so I so badly want to. <laughs> Violent lot, you South Americans, aren't you? So basically, so basically, my question is: so, so imagine Ramos was Uruguayan and he was do, did exactly what he did to Salah in the world in the World Cup, but Salah doesn't get injured and he gets a red card. Would the public be annoyed at him? 
Right. So the biting was ter- like the biting was no. We've we've accepted no bite him. We can, the... we're, we're all agreed you're not allowed to bite people. Right. Off the table. <laughs> <laughs> not and even negotiable. The hand on the line. There was this sense that had anybody been in the same position, you'd do what, whatever you have to do. I'd have done that. And Who wouldn't have? It's the same as the cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, was... if that was your opportunity, you would, wouldn't you? Right. I just want to more click up. I just want to know about what happens when shithousery goes wrong. Do the public... Because if you do it and the, the public love you, in this country, some people will be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. But when it goes wrong in this country, we just throw you under the bus. <clears throat> No, well, you, you don't even have to do any shit housery here. All you have to do is get a tattoo on your leg, and the media just kills you for that. <laughs> yeah, or that just be Raheem Sterling. Or just, sorry, actually, yeah, he went out and bought something. Oh, <laughs> he bought his mother house. The uh, no, he can do no wrong. I mean, he is, he is ours, and I, you know what? But it's. I think James, you asked me about Tabares, um, yeah. who a lot of people were saying we should have fired or retired, you know, a number of years ago. And there is a deep abiding sense of loyalty um, and of, 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 I don't want to say ownership, but, but it takes a lot um, not to be um, claimed and, and loved in Uruguay. You know, it's a teeny tiny little, little nation and once you do something good for us like that's it and you're ours and Luis Suarez holds this like incredible place in in Uruguay's heart I don't know when that happened but um he's he's up there um and I don't see anything pushing him out so where do you think you're going to finish in this group very careful with the next sentence (laughs) I said where do you think you're going to finish in this group um Second. Second. Yeah, we've hit. Who? Behind who? That high. I don't know. I still think Russia's going to do some like weird, like, you know, poisoning people's borscht <laughs> thing. Got and you're, you finished second. You qualify. How how far are you going to go in the tournament? Don't do that. I'm not going to do that to you. Don't do that to me. <laughs> but everything's going to be fine. Uh, I won't get you to say that. But I will. I will ask you how far you think they're going to get. Eight. Eight. <laughs> what? <laughs> quarter finals. I mean the quarter finals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, look, that's Group A somehow. Uh, let's go into Group B then. So this is Portugal, Spain, Morocco, Iran. Um, Ryan, how's your Portuguese? You thought I was going to say Iran then, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, my, Portuguese is pretty, my Spanish isn't terrible. I, right. I know a couple of words in Spanish. <clears throat> Portuguese is bad. But, you yeah. say, Eu no falo português. And then why didn't you get him to speak Spanish? Mm-hmm. I, I, I can only say a few things, like, I'm very warm. I can say can that. You do it? Do it right now. No, I'm not going to do it. Though. I am very warm. <laughs> what, what's that image <laughs> supposed to be? So endearing. <laughs> That's why semi-racist Spanish. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's not actually Spanish. It's just an English person trying to put in an accent. Yeah, brilliant. James, Portugal, then European champions. Um, but I think they only beat Wales within 90 minutes, didn't they, at the Euros? Uh, top spot in qualifying. They beat the Swiss, didn't they? Two 0 on the last game of the season. Oh, well, the last game of qualifying too. Sort of pushed themselves into the top spot. Um, 
third in the Confederations Cup, knocked out by Chile, but they beat Mexico 2-1 in the sort of third place thing. Now, they got Ronaldo and Quaresma. Um, and Adrian Silva, Bernardo Silva as well. Renato Sanchez didn't make it, but how do you reckon they're going to do? I think they'll, I think they'll get through. I think they'll, um, I think they'll get through the group. I think uh, Santos as well has actually won a major tournament and knows what it takes to uh, to win a major tournament. They've also got Joao Moutinho, who I rate extremely highly, although he's getting on a bit. And uh, Rafael uh, Guerrero uh, as well, who plays for Dortmund, he's also very good. Uh, I think they'll draw on their experience from Euro 2016, and I can see them topping the group, to be honest. Topping the group, Adam? I'm not sure, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> I, th- I think I think they'll top the group. Go on, Adam. You're shaking your head. Yeah. You don't think they're going to top the group? No. Go on. What's wrong, what's wrong with Portugal? Why don't you like Portugal? That they have to play Spain. Okay. <laughs> Spain didn't have the best of World Cups before, did they? No. No, but they, no. they have won it before. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, you only like winners. Is that what you're uh, saying? <laughs> that's, did you not hear me trash Uruguay? That's the Piers Morgan mentality. Adam, do you not think the dynamics are completely different this time around from the time they did win it? I'm just going to talk you through some players, though. David De Gea, Sergio Ramos, Gerard Piquet, Sergio Busquets, Andre Old. Nesta, Old. Isco. And, the, and the manager? Yeah. And, and oh. how, how do they qualify? They'll be fine. Spain are going to win the World Cup. Oh, okay. you think? Ooh, ooh. Okay, yeah. so you heard this, listeners. Spain are going to win the World Cup. See, I wouldn't have gone that far. No. I was to top the group, yes, but not in no. the World Cup. They're going to lose to Uruguay in the final. <laughs> yeah, because everything's going to be fine. <laughs> I I also have a bet on a bet on at sixty six to one on Isco being top goal scorer. That see, that's not a bad shout. Mm. In, in terms of picking a, a bit of a long shot, I think that's quite maybe quite clever. That's not watering a, probably would have been a better idea. That's not watering a bottle, is it, Adam? <laughs> you can bring back six bottles of rum. <laughs> six. Uh, Spain dropped two points in qualifying, though, didn't they? And they beat Italy. A whole two. A whole two. Yeah. So you're right. They've, they've done okay, but you know, group stage was how they got last time. Uh, and no, Marcus Alonso, Morata, or Fabregas, Ryan. They hate Chelsea. The Spanish do. I think it's probably they're probably doing it crazily on form. Weirdly, picking not picking Morata. Marcus Alonso. Marcus Alonso. Yeah, he's had he's had an okay season. Who who have they announced? Who's going to replace Carvajal? Is it going to be Bellerin? Because Bellerin can't get anywhere near that squad somehow. Well, Bellerin's terrible. That's why he can't def- he can't defend for Toffee. He's useless. Can't attack either, which doesn't help. Apart from that, he's world class. <laughs> Great hair. Great hair. There you go. Picking for his hair. And he's vegan. And Alan Brazil hates him. I'm also. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not accepting this hatred of Bellerin. He's. Good. He likes He's awful. I found. And his haircut's terrible as well. Oh Did bloody hell! See? Get all gammon on this. <laughs> Garth Crooks over. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> right. So who agrees with Adam then? That com- they said it was a hamstring. There's no way he's coming back from a hamstring. No. By the World Cup. So. But. They don't have anybody who can sort of naturally slot in for him. Aspilicueta? He's from the team. Well, that's not a straight. He didn't used to be a right back until. As I say, he still technically is a right back. (laughs) I guess, yeah. 
probably, probably hasn't forgotten all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and Nacho can play right back as well. He did it in the Champions League final. True. And Ramos. Can you imagine him, him, might have forgotten <laughs> him, imagine him at right back? <laughs> uh, okay, so does anyone agree with Adam that we're talking about the champions here? I just, um, I'm no. No. That start, they're the third favourites with the, with the bookmakers, and you look at that start, starting eleven, and it's world-class across the board. Yeah, but they were world-class when they flamed out. Yeah, four years ago, in a group with, uh, with the Netherlands and uh, Chile, and uh, everybody thought they'd win all their games, and uh, they got beat 5-1 by the Netherlands, which had everybody <laughs> here in matches. <laughs> maybe those changes cut that's why you need a, you now need a new coach and a new project and that's why they're going to be sort of rebooted under under Lopetegui do you think he'll be able to reboot re- re- reboot he's already, he's already done it they only dropped two points or the two whole points as Chris Millet <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they'll, they'll get far but I, I can't I can't see him winning it what about uh, Morocco Ryan can you see Morocco winning it I can't they top 300 to 1 well I they Benashia plays for Marco, right? Is Benashia That's right. Marco? Yeah. Yeah, for He's Juventus. Yeah. They've got the football ramble favourite, Harvard manager, though, with his white shirts. Mm. Who's actually won the Africa Cup twice. True. And managed Cambridge. This is their, this is their first time qualifying. This is the World Cup. This is big boy shit. <laughs> yeah, but he's also, they also, in qualifying, Morocco didn't concede a single goal. And qualified ahead of Ivory Coast. Hold on, but how, how many points did they drop? Because if it's more than two, I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> um, how many points did they drop? Uh, I don't know, but I know they didn't concede a goal. And if you look at the, if you look at the togetherness that, that squad has, they they can they can surprise. And if they win their first game against Iran, then they've got 180 minutes left in their final two games to get at least one point to go through to the next to the next round. Which is not for me. That's not inconceivable. That makes a good case. I'm not sure. Portugal yeah, staying top two for me. Still. They beat some big teams too. I mean, they. Well, no, like, but you realise other teams can score well. six points with you having four. Like, that the maths right. doesn't work there. Sorry? You can get you can get four points and not go through. You get four points and go through. Yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> just, like four points doesn't qualify. Is it, this is. I thought you're an accountant. Yeah, I am. <laughs> been on holiday for two weeks I'm I'm not, uh, so it's as you can tell but I, what I mean is is that, that they what I wanted to say was if they beat Iran they're in a very good position and I think they'll beat Iran and I, the problem I, is everyone will beat Iran that's I, the problem I just I think there's something about Morocco and, and also the, a very interesting point as well um, just also touched on it about um, with Egypt with Samalek and Al Ali the Moroccan national team squad is not just players based in Spain and in France and in Turkey but he's also picked a couple of players from Arasha Casablanca for example and Etihad Tanga and he hasn't picked them just to pick to make up numbers, he's picked them for a reason to do a specific job and uh, I think they'll be uh, I think they'll be one of the surprises of this tournament, personally. You reckon last 16 for them? I do, yeah Okay. I do. Adam is going to. Adam is, has his head in his hands. He most probably written me off already. Most probably wants me to well, sign off got, the pod. We've we just got the first I, group. I, I, I have. I, I, I do. I have my reasons for that. But 
I can't wait for the preview of the last 16. I just want you to when Morocco's in there. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to see. Ask me anything about Uruguay squad, and now I'm sad. But we'll keep I just, going. I just want to say that we just went from the first group where we were big, bigging these teams up because they're all from the nation, and then we're saying that Morocco's good because they've got players from all over. No. And then you look at Portugal and Spain squad, and the, at least the clubs they're playing for, look, is that Real Madrid, Manchester United, like, but Bayern Munich, Barcelona... For me personally, Adam, there's something about them. And every every tournament has, it has its own rhythm. Every tournament is different. And I just think Morocco in this particular instance, I think uh, I can see him in the second round. Did you want to talk about Uruguay again, Jesse? Is that what you were saying? I just don't know why you didn't ask me about their uh, their squad. We did. We did. And then you didn't answer. <laughs> we said, "How far are you going to get in the in the tournament?" You said, "No." <laughs> Jesse, tell us about the Uruguay squad. About their about their players. Tell us about the Uruguay squad, Jesse. Now I want you guys to all pronounce their names. Jodin, <laughs> Jodin, Lovely mix of Tabares. Uh, okay, we're done. Keep going. <laughs> group C. Group C looks so great. Group C. Right, what's going on in Group C? Well, we've got France, Australia, Ryan, uh, Peru, and Denmark. Who do you want to talk about now, first? That's gonna, we all need to just understand that this group hinges on the fact that Nicholas Bentner gets fit in time. He won't be. He's out. He's, he's, he's official now. I think he's officially out. Can we just... And it's offensive that you didn't say it correctly. I'm sorry. Lord, it's Lord Bentner, isn't it? It's not even Sir Bentner, it's Lord. It's Sir, Sir Chesney, if you're thinking about it from an article. Thank Lord, you. Lord I just Bentner. To get it right so that we're cited properly. I, I did see a petition to get the World Cup pushed back until he's fit, but I thought Bentner's tiny legs. Did as many more on sign that as they did the Ramos one? I don't know. I think, I think it was getting quite a few numbers, actually. Oh. Online petitions are very hashtag names, aren't they? Yeah, they shouldn't be allowed. Uh, like, yeah, don't start me, Chris. I mean, exactly. it, it seems like <laughs> a pretty... This is going to be one of those groups where I think France obviously going to be, I think, probably top of the group, but those games aren't easy games for each team. I think Peru can cause a bit of a problem for other teams. Australia normally sort of... I don't know, they're, they're a bit of a weird one. Um, and Denmark have got a decent team as well. I think, I think you look at it on paper and think that, that France should run away with it and Denmark should be second, but would you be surprised if any of those... Four teams go through. No, yes. I, think Peru, I think Peru would might cause a, a bit of a challenge. Guerrero is not playing, and yeah. there's been so That's much. That's what it says here, because they are getting so little respect from the independent that all they've put under squad news, instead of the players, they right. just put Captain Guerrero could miss the tournament after testing positive for cocaine. He's appealed, based participation remains in doubt. No other players, not even mentioned right. anyone else. Exactly. <laughs> Look how much. Look how much energy and effort they're expending on on just that thing. Do you think they're going to be prepared? But does it, no one thought Costa Rica would do anything in 2014, and they topped the group with us in. Yes, but this is different. I mean, Guerrero is is their captain and their the one with experience. And the Jefferson Far fan as well. It's a star player, Justin. Yeah. Very good, very good, very good player. Season. You're right. As well. As well. Yeah, but this is. I get why they're doing this, but according to South American papers, they're not training well, and they're already long shots. 
they need to let whoever is dealing with this deal with this, and the team needs to deal with preparations. Could anyone else just see France doing something very Gallic and having an absolute blow-up? I was just going to say that. Isn't there too many talented players in that squad who all think they probably should be playing and you can't play all of them? Well, that's been a problem with the French team before, though, hasn't it? Exactly, because the, it, functionally, if you're Deschamps, you probably want to play Giroud and you're going to have to play Griezmann and then you're also left with Dembele, Mbappe, uh, Fakir, Lamar. Future Liverpool player Fakir, was that so? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when, when, you, when you add that with a midfield that's probably going to consist of what Kante, Pogba and Matuidi it's going to be a very interesting there's uh, going to be very unhappy players on the bench I think there's also the manager something's going to happen with the manager as well because he's not exactly highly rated is he and he's quite a com, sort of combustible individual but I he, think you're right yeah. he really started off really promising when he was at when he was at Monaco and went to Juventus, you thought well, there's someone here who's really got something about him. I think they'll win their group, but um, I think um, I think Adam makes a good point as well. You know, especially with the substitutes, you know, all thinking they want to be playing. But uh, I, if I put up the two that I think will go through, I think it will be France and uh, and Denmark. I don't necessarily think Peru will have enough. And I just think if you if Olivier Giroud does something a little bit that Olivier Giroud like and maybe misses a couple of easy chances, there's going to be some players there who are friends of Karim Benzema, aren't there? Who are there <laughs> saying, "This why the fuck is this player, this guy not in the squad?" I mean, you look at you look at the squad and the, the, the attack it, it's very attack heavy. Actually, the balance the balance isn't, isn't right in terms of how many midfielders. Um, they've sort of got. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure who's going to be play who who will play right back for them, but I don't think you can really question a defensive <clears throat> um, TT Varane and Mendy as uh, across the other three positions. And well, Hugo Lloris will probably chuck one in as well, though, won't he? So <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm not said you said it because I was going to say I I did not want to be the one to bring it up. I love him. Um, yeah, yeah, but he's not had the. He's no Liverpool goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> he's not in the best of seasons. So, you know, he's going to go into this with a lot of pressure on his Gallic shoulders. Um, and who's their backup keeper? Uh, Ariola is that? Uh, Man- or Sirigu. Mandanda must be fair choice, surely. He's, yeah. he's, in, the, he's in the squad, Mandanda, um, Mandanda as well. But I, I think... I think uh, Adiola's only 25 years old, so I think he'll be. Uh, I think he'll be the backup behind Lodis. And as a right back, they, they've got they've got to play Sidibe from Monaco because he's just. Uh, why would you not play him? I mean, he's in the squad. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't. I didn't know, enough, I didn't know not... enough about the French team to be able to. As I say, the pin you, you can you can easily name the two centre backs and left back from from, yeah. from the squad. Right back, you know. It's a... Not uh, easy. I will say after sitting here and saying Spain will win the World Cup, I'm not going back on that. But they this, they do have a team that can can rival that first eleven, right? Uh, that midfield, like there's when quality got, all through the team. Well, when you've got but, someone like Taliso potentially on the bench as well, who's had a who's had a good season. I still that. think we haven't seen yet. I mean, he is capable of of so much, and he didn't have you know, nearly the kind of playing time and support this season that he could have somewhere else. And this might be the stage that, that he's been waiting for. But also, we also need to know about the French uh, World Cup's 
sort of going, uh, taking it in turn. So 98, they won the thing. 2002, they bombed. 2006, they get to the final. 2010, they went on strike. 2014, yeah, was, they did okay. Uh, got to the quarterfinals. <laughs> so 2018, this is this is a it's bombing the, the, time. Is Patrick's ever going to turn up and lock him on a bus? Well, yeah. But wait, it's going to be the best. <laughs> turn into speed. Like, like they did because, I don't know, Deschamps' habits, like, does he believe in a certain color, not believe in a certain color? Does he believe in, like, moonstone? Oh, yeah, we do. To be fair, we need to work out everyone's star sign. Right. Yeah, that's right. a good point. I haven't done that yet. Thank you. Like, I, I don't know. Is, is Pogba, like, an Aquarius with a Libra rising and it's allergic so to, like, mushrooms? That's really going to affect the way that this goes. Well, they do need to perform, but Deschamps needs them to perform because they they had their chance, didn't they, at Euro 2016 and blew it in the final. Yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. So it, it, he needs to come good at this. I'd say so, they need to get to the semis at least. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that in terms of Deschamps keeping his job. They was in the same qualifying group as the Netherlands. And they uh, they beat them in Amsterdam, and they also won in in Paris. And uh, drew to Luxembourg. They, uh, they played played tremendous uh, on both occasions, especially uh, especially in the home leg. I think they won four 0 I remember if I remember rightly. And uh, yeah, I can see them going quite far, France. I think um, definitely to the latter stages. Well, James, as, uh, James, as someone who probably watches more French football than definitely me, what has has Dimitri Payet played his way out of this squad? He's, uh, not no, he's, the, injured. he's not even on the standby. He played for Marseille in the... Uh, he, got injured in, he got injured in the final. He was taken off. He was subbed off in the final. He, he, surely he was He was injured before the game, wasn't he? No, he, no, he was... no. He start, he start, I, I was fortunate enough to be at the Europa League final in Lyon. And um, he was um, he was subbed off. And as soon as he was subbed off, the wind was really taken out of Marseille. And um, he, before that, he was heavily involved uh, with the squad. And he's, you can see, even in that, before he went off in that game, how much of a talisman he was in terms of building attacks and, and having them believe. And um, it's such a shame for him because he was went off, this, went off, um, substituted in the final in tears because he knew that he uh, he wouldn't be able to take part in the World Cup. Unfortunately, I was just looking. They've, they've named a very long um, standby list. I was just looking, and, I was looking at that. Um, some, some of the players on it are very good. Kingsley Coman, Lacazette, But then also, so is Mohamed Usako, Kurt Zuma, and Sissoko. Kurt Zuma's decent. He can do a job. How is Musa Sissoko on that list? He had the game of his life for the Euros final. He did. Um... Australia, Ryan, how do you think they're going to do? You're an uh, A-League aficionado, but still, uh, not reported, aficionado. still not reported back how he's got on with his FM game. It's it's not going very well, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I spanked loads of money on one player for no unbeknown reason, and he hasn't performed. I still think you should go with Andorra. Yeah. Oh, I have. What is going on? Uh, um, go on, Australia, how do you reckon they're going to do? Um, well, they're always one of those teams that, that you, when you look at their squad, it's it's not... Not loads and loads of things popping up. So you, you, there's not many players in there that I'm like, right, they're going to carry that team. Yeah. By any stretch. Um, so it, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to see where where they where they come. But I can't imagine they'll do a lot. I mean, you've got quite a few players that obviously yeah, still play in the um, Australian A League as well. A couple from mid- midfielders, but I'm not sure. Like who? Like who? Uh, there's a Newcastle Jets player and a Sydney FC player. Uh, well, they got Aaron Rush Moy, Wisdom. haven't they? Yeah, Aaron Moy. There you go. Got Aaron. Oh, I'll have the other. Just stop burying the lead. Yeah. 
Jedinak. They got Jednak, they got Aaron Moy, Matt Ryan in goal. Matthew Leckie plays for Dortmund as well. So, but they did the sort of long way around qualifying, didn't they? They finished behind Japan and Saudi Arabia, and they had to beat Syria rather luckily, and then Honduras in the playoffs to get here. I mean, it'll be interesting based on everything that Jesse said in terms of um, Peru. It'll be interesting to see, you know, who actually finishes at the bottom of that group, considering everything that Jesse's saying about Peru's. Um, current situation, but Australia, it'd be interesting to see whether they can finish third or fourth. Why aren't we mentioning Tim Cahill? He's what? old. He's very old. Vermaavik was uh, doubting taking him. He uh, he plumped for him in the ends. I actually think Australia are going to bomb at this World Cup. Do you? I, I, d- I have I have no confidence in Vermaavik. They've already lost in a, a friendly when they played away against against a much improved Norway, and I think. I'm not being trying to be rude to Van Marvijk, but he took this job to stay in work. I mean, this is a man... Isn't that when you all take jobs? <laughs> yeah, but to and, stay... And the Australia job sounds like a cushy job as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would you take a job like that? But when, when, he was, when he took the Netherlands to the World Cup final in 2010, he thought he was there. He thought that, you know, Liverpool were going to come in and, and top European clubs were going to come in and nobody came in for him. And the majority of disqualifying campaign... Uh, he was in charge of Saudi Arabia and then that went awry due to financial implications and all that stuff and then five minutes later he turns up as the Australian manager and uh, I um, when they lost it in Norway in a recent friendly and I um, watched the highlights of that game and I wasn't too impressed and uh, I think they'll finish bottom of this group OK Denmark they've got some Spurs player playing for them haven't they Jesse? They're going to be fine. Yeah? For how long? How many rounds are they going to be fine but for? They've got Christian Eriksen's left foot. Yeah? And they've got Andreas just, Christensen. Just his left foot. <laughs> just his left foot. That's Andres it. Christian, very good player. Very, Christensen's I think. left foot and 10 other players. Uh, they, it's the first World Cup in two, since 2010. They finished behind Poland in qualifying. Who they did beat 4-0. Uh, and they beat five Ireland 5-1 as well. So are we looking at other dark horses here? I, I think there's some. I think they've got some players in this squad. They've got at least twenty three. Hey. Why do we bother? Honestly. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's proper left. So that's, that, that's, you know, he's on that's, podcast gardening leave. That's um, good, isn't it? <laughs> they, he lost me. They have they have Schmeichel and goal. Good yep. goalkeeper. Um, but I think this is a squad, and and as Ryan so smartly pointed out, Lord Ventner, um, who I really don't think they need. Um, but I think this is a squad that can surprise us, and they play really physical football. Quick question for James, actually. Um, Kasper Dahlberg? I was just about to say that. He's very good on Football he, Manager. He's very good on Football Manager. I buy him every time. It, will I, he start? Um, well, he's, he's only recently just come back from injury towards the end of the season. He was out for three months. And uh, Ajax really missed him. And it was part one of the part one of the reasons why Ajax, um, one of the many reasons why they didn't win the league. But also, in, in a mental sense, on the, on the last day of the summer transfer window, um, Ajax rejected a bid of €49 million Euros for Dolberg. And he really wanted to go, but because Ajax okay. couldn't find a replacement, they had hey. to reject it. Who, who um, bid for him? Uh, Monaco came in for him. 
Uh, at the end of I, the don't want to go there. But I've, he wanted to go, but because Ajax couldn't find a replacement, they didn't mm. let him go. And he's only just returned from injury and, and played a couple of games towards the end of the season, so you worry about match fitness. But when he's on form, his movement is, is tremendous. And his, uh, his turn of pace as well is, is excellent. I've watched him play uh, live since he arrived at the club from Silkeborg. And uh, yeah, he's a tremendous player. So in the way that we had James Rodriguez sort of break out at the last World Cup and sign for Real Madrid, do you reckon Casper Goldberg could be the player from this one? Possibly, but it depends on his match fitness because he hasn't played uh, regularly for Ajax um, um, at the end of the season. He came, he came back from injury and was... Uh, came on as a sub at different at different times, and you worry about his match fitness. But if if he can get that, he could definitely be a, a candidate, especially for young players this tournament. Okay, uh, Group D, guys: Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. I'm going to say this is a really really hard. It's group still to call, too soon it? to talk about. I think Iceland. This is the most um, <laughs> interesting group. I don't think there's like a group of death. But this is a, this is a really interesting group. I think every single one of these teams plays a really unique and fun and different style, and I'm so looking forward to this to this matchup. I'm going to stick how, my neck out quick... and say on, Argentina won't qualify from this group. I, I was about to say how quickly will Argentina? They are terrible. Yes, absolutely. I, I think they might make it out of the group, but as soon as they play in their next decent opposition, they are done. I'm going for Iceland and Croatia to qualify from this group. With Argentina, it's, it's a case of you, you look at the squad and you look at people that potentially aren't included. And, I mean, my biggest thing is, is Mario Cardi. Yeah, but you know but why he's not there, don't you? But their, their problem is nothing... There's a lot of politics and stuff, isn't there? With Their problem is nothing to do with Mario Cardi. Their problem is to do with their manager. Oh, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I know there's obviously there's a lot going on behind the scenes, but when, when it's a case of you can't pick... Or you can't or, or don't pick Mario Cardi because of other reasons other than form, which you know he's. I think I saw some stats this season. He's he's been one of the top goal scorers out of the out of the group of players that are there. Um, you know when you when you can't pick him because of whatever politics there are, you know it's a bad sign when you can't pick your best players. I just, I just think it's a moot point when you've got Dabala, Aguero, and Higuain oh. alongside him. I don't think it matters that you're not taking Cardi. I think what matters is you don't have a single defender with any pace. And you have a manager who wants to press and press and press and press and press. Jesse, you've got your hands up, waving it around like you're waiting for a, a bus. You're stressed. <laughs> that midfield is a mess. A mess. Dybala is one, one wrong eyelash or blink away <clears throat> from the kind of tantrum that will get him a red card in the very first match. We've seen it. He is... He is, yes, super talented, but so volatile. You never know what he's going to do. Biglia, I don't know where he wandered on a pitch from, but (laughs) should he be playing football? Nope. No. Anytime he gets chosen, I have no idea why he is a scarecrow with a floppy bond wig taking up space. He is useless. And maybe he'll do something good and I will be forced to eat my words, but I do not. He always looks confused, like he doesn't know why he's there. And the I'm t- I just cannot get over the midfield. Why? You have, a, you have a defense that is holy at best. You have goalkeeper. I mean, Sergio Ramos, I know he has done, he has come a long way. 
Sergio Ramos playing in golf. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Romero. I can't even get it right. He's so he he's just not good, you guys. And he's so injured why... as well. We're missing the World Cup. You, what? And he's injured and missing the World Cup as well. Oh my god. Who's he going to play in goal? Right. Sergio yeah. Ramos. So, to be fair, <laughs> you're shoring up your your second best second rate goalkeeper with a holy defense, with a super shoddy midfield, and you're again going with this insane system of putting all the pressure on Messi. And we've seen what that... Ha- we, we've seen that go... Is it, possi- is it possible that Higuain could produce some bigger misses than Cavani? <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Is it... <laughs> it comes and goes. You go through phases. We'll be back there. It's is scary, it though. Their attack is scary. Is it, it is, pop- but I their reckon... attack's very good. Yes, but... But the... when it's 60 yards away from their defence, it's oh, going to be a problem. Yeah. I don't think anyone is yeah. going to forget what happened after the Gold Cup when their entire offence up and retired and quit because they felt bad for letting their country down. That can happen again when you don't have 11 solid players or 11 people playing as a team. You just say, ugh, we're going we're gonna to play it all on we're going to rely on Messi or we're going to rely on Messi and Higuain this is not a good system and it's no Messi no party if you look at their qualifying record as well it's not good sorry I was going to say what the, the weird thing is you look at the team and you think what's going on the fact that you, you've got these four or five attackers and people that you're leaving out and for some unbeknown reason there's just no midfielders or defenders or even half rate decent goalies for Argentina to pick it's just it's a very bizarre situation where you know all the talent is only in one position of the pitch the, the, also the, thing? the potential number of shit houses they could have to have on the pitch at one po- any one point as well like you can have Otamendi, Mascherano, Rojo uh, mm. Banega that's like what is it going to be a red card every game <laughs> I'm not saying that they can't surprise us because Argentina has an obviously annoying history of pulling themselves up by their, you know, I don't know, jockstraps and doing really well. But when you're starting them out with, who is it going to be, Caballero? I don't know. And again, Otamendi, Fazio, like, what are you, what are you doing back there? <laughs> it's just you're not setting them up. So well, and remember that they almost didn't qualify. So there's a lot of pressure on them. Uh, okay, what about Iceland then? This is the smallest country in the competition. Um, this is their second major tournament in a row. They qualified for Euro 2016. I think I remember how they did. Uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson <laughs> is obviously their main man, but they got uh, Alfred Finnbogarsson, possibly. Finnbogarsson. <laughs> <laughs> That's the man. Twelve goals for Augsburg <laughs> this season. Exactly what James said. Uh, so they're more than a one-trick pony, aren't they? I think they've done ever so well. Um, if you think of how um, this all started for them in Euro 2016 qualifying, when they uh, pulled up trees in a difficult group with the Netherlands and Turkey and managed to qualify, um, and the infrastructure they put in place, that it was difficult for them to train given their climate in the winter. So what did they do? They... Uh, they built indoor football facilities for the young generation to practice football and play football, and now they're reaping the benefits with uh, 
with uh, professional players of a certain generation. If I can just quickly go back to the point of Argentina uh, ever so quickly, when I think of Argentina, the chance they had four years ago, they completely blew. It was such a shame for them. It was a wonderful opportunity for them and they blew it. They have uh, an Ajax player, Nicolas Tagliafico, who has a fantastic debut season here. I wonder if he's going to play, because he's been one of the highlights in his defensive sense here in the Netherlands this year. And I just think, you know, it's going to be a bit of a mash-up for them. I can see Argentina going through, but I can't see them reaching the final. He is on their um, 24-man squad. Also, Christian Pavon, who is a baby um, and is very good. He's really good at football manager as well. Are they playing a baby? But I think to what Ryan said about France earlier, that's you have an unbalanced team there um, because that doesn't do anything to address the deficiencies in the back. Um, it just sort of, you know, buffers the front line. So, <clears throat> Moving back on to Iceland where Chris took us. Well, I spoke earlier when I was talking about um, the, the ability for a team to go a long way with one player. And I think that... Iceland will um, flatter to deceive at this World Cup because Gylfi Sigurdsson's not fit. I should say, you've had the pleasure of watching him all season, haven't you? But I haven't had the pleasure of watching him all season for that you've very the, reason. You've had the ordeal of watching him. Well, wow. How many games has he played? Has he played much? Or He hasn't played a lot for the last good couple of months. He's, it's been a struggle. The, uh, at points, they thought it was touch and go, that he'd be, even be fit for the World Cup. So I don't think you're going to be seeing the best of, of you Gylfi. You think that's because he misses playing at Spurs and he just didn't really feel like playing for you guys? He didn't look like he's been, enjoyed playing. Say, he's been, he was there. He didn't ever look there. <laughs> he's been, he hasn't been there for, for ages. <laughs> um, who I who I hate I... pronouncing things when I'm not good at them. But who's the? Is it good? Hmm. Come on, Jesse. You're supposed to be really good at pronunciation. It always adds ends in son because it's, oh. that's how they it's, they you know, take that. They get their surname from their dad's first name and add son on the end. I know. He plays for Burnley. So what Come about on. son that plays for um, Spurs? Goodness. Say, James, you got it. He plays for Burnley. Say his name. Goodness, Goodmanson? Yay! I was, I was ish going to pronounce it like that. He's very good. No? Yeah? yeah. Croatia, for it. Croatia have got the ability to top this group. Yes, yes but I, I mean, but I agree with both of you that I could see Iceland sliding in there because I do think that um, Goodmanson. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah. Oh, is that what you? That'd, yeah. be, that'd be your, your Icelandic name, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <Well. laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't understand how it works. As I say, you know, it'd be the first name. Yeah. I know. I know. What's your dad's name? No, I'm not going to say another name on this podcast because as soon as I do that, it gets brought up against me against every single week and just randomly on Twitter. You know, yeah, either sure. that or we'll be able to hack into his email. Some of us need a little ammunition because some of What's us have... Yeah. What's your pin number as well? <laughs> I just want to be part of the family. What's the problem? I know. What's weird is I'll go on some days and I'll just see something tweeted from Man on the Post, not at me. Nothing. Just says something about Martin, and I'm just like, okay, brilliant. Might have been involved in the conversation. It's still there. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. Yes. Does Martin like dogs? <laughs> Not really. He's more of a cat person. I'm sorry, Jesse. Really? Hmm. Mm. My dog's kind of cat-like. <laughs> 
Can we uh, get back to about Croatia, please? I was going to say Croatia. Croatia have they good. got the midfield that uh, could go well? You know, as, as good as Argentina's forward line is, has Croatia got that midfield as well? I think they've got enough to get through the to get through the group. I think um, they've got this great defender as well. Uh, he's called Lovren. He's, he's he's quite good. I think he'll he'll, he'll come in. Great. Mm. Right. Uh, this is Ryan's last performance on uh, the Man on the Post podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is that what it takes? That, that's the line. Wow. Okay. Chris, right? Because you know more about this, so I answer the questions. Uh, is there any? Is the uh, whole like Croatian FA shit back blackmailing mafia? Is that still got a potential to ruin the squad? Is Deja, is Lovren still scared for his life? Um, like what? What effects could this could could that have any effect on this squad? Because you look at it, and it's a very talented squad. I've, I, I haven't got to that chapter in my book yet. Modric is still getting booed when he plays at home. He, he picks himself up. As well. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest bit of cross 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 referencing falls apart. Look at him. If we were doing it from 25 years ago, it'd be great. Modern day stuff. You know, everything was better in the 90s, as you well know from being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about how Eric Cantona got the ball come to flick back into him from the corner flag if you want. Um, yeah, I've written flatter to deceive. Is anyone else though, James? Can you... <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's still apparent. Yeah, I think it's I apparent think, as well, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's, it's died down completely. I think they're just all. Um, I think they're all just focusing on the World Cup. But I think it's after the World Cup. I think it will rear its head again. My point exactly. Yeah, well said, James. But my <laughs> thing would be if I, if I was some of these players, I'm already scared for my life. Going to Russia would not make me feel safe in any situation. <laughs> um, I've written flattered to deceive next to Croatia because they've always been almost there haven't they I can see them I can see them qualifying from this group but I can see them get to the quarters at the most they're quite a good squad on, on paper, all, you... but they've always got a good squad haven't they no that's, that's what point. I mean but on paper yeah you always look at it and you think actually they've actually got a really good squad um, a lot of good players and, and they never seem to can take it as far as they potentially could so, same as always the story with Belgium as well and on paper yeah. their squad's amazing and then I think the thing is that never really gets where you expect it's a good it to comparison go. I think the thing is that you look at it though. Um, there's p- people of our age and slightly older, like Chris, but people look at it and think they, they remember them finishing third in in '98 and think that they're always this massively achieving squad. But they haven't got out of their group in the last 12 years. So you, you could talk about these good squads coming to World Cups, but they they don't perform. But the, I look at this squad and think that this is a, a team that can get you easily get to the quarterfinals and. I, don't, I wouldn't say that once you get to the quarterfinals, anything can happen. You're in the, you've got a ticket for the lottery then. I think also that this is, compared to what we've been talking about, this is a squad with some semblance of balance. Like their midfield is super solid. They have Mandzukic who, you know, you never know what he's going to produce. Um, and it's really a shame that, that, this, that they've sort of been tarnished by the, the, the scandal. Um, and we don't know how that is going to affect them. I think I think the problem is that I think that Nigeria are also a quite a good squad that we'll move on to now because Chris yeah. isn't moving us along at all. So I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. That, that part. He's just all over you tonight, Chris. <laughs> and, and Argentina are just Argentina are a complete coin flip in terms of the group. 
Yeah. This is when you talk, Chris. Oh, sorry. Did you get stung by something out in Cuba? Uh, well, look, yes, Nigeria, they finished five points ahead of uh, the second place team in their qualifying. Uh, their group included Zambia, Cameroon and Algeria. So they're no mugs to have qualified from that level. They've got Kalichi and Achiu, who's had a sort of meh season for Leicester, isn't he? They've got Alex Iwobi, who's done OK, James, you reckon? And then Victor Moses, who's done... No, he's not done OK. He doesn't know what to do when the ball is at his feet, and it, when he's up against when he's up against a defender who's got who's got his number in terms of pace and and positional play, rather than think about something different, he'll go into a strop and start to moan at the referee and and go off in a huff. So I'm I'm not any Wobi fan at all. He's he's just it's as if he's his his brain is always trying to catch up with his feet. Yeah, that... is it is yeah. a bit. Of, He's a bit of a frustrating player to watch. Not knowing what to do with the ball at your feet is quite fundamental for a footballer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I hope Emery assesses Arsenal squad uh, diligently, but I would give him a loan somewhere and and hope that he can uh, mature a little bit. Okay. But Vic- the thing is, that, but the thing is that Victor Rovers <clears throat> is, is very good. Yeah, Igalo is very good. Also, I mean, we talked a lot about him in the beginning of the season. I think he's he's great. Anyone else? Come. Nigeria, anybody else? Are they going to qualify from this group? I reckon it's going to be Iceland and Croatia from here. I, was going to say, I, don't, I don't think they'll qualify, but I think they'll give they'll give you know they'll give people a good game. Yeah, you... I agree with Ryan. Do you remember in two thousand and two when we were in the same group as Argentina, and Argentina didn't qualify for the group stage that had Nigeria in as well, yeah, and Sweden as well. Yeah. So this could be their time again. Okay, I think. I think. Croatia and Iceland have probably got a little bit more about them, but I think, you know, as I said, I think they'll give them, I'll give them a, they'll give them a good game. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's that's, good. that's our groups A to D done. Okay, guys. Well, look, with that, we're going to give it a rest for um, for this part of the predictions. Ross and some of the others will be back to do uh, previewing A, B, C, D, E, F. G and H. God, that's hard, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I just said you get all the ones we've just previewed just and the extra group. I'm <laughs> also going to do a bit on the Champions League final. One, two, seven, H, I, J. Yeah. No. Oh, honestly, life is hard, isn't it? I should come from your classes, Jesse. <laughs> Every producing the rest of the teams, previewing the rest of the teams. Um, so, at Man of the Post is the Twitter account and the Instagram account. We shall be updating those religiously, like we always do during the tournament. Uh, Adam, if they want to, follow, I've given you the passwords, Adam, for Instagram. You can update it as well. Don't shake your head. <laughs> uh, if they want to follow you, what do they do on the Twitter? How do they do that? Adam SA101. Ryan. At the Ryan Goodman. Jesse. At Jesse Loach. And James. At James Rowe NL. Excellent. Right. Guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. You don't want to follow me. (laughs) Guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Yes.